0: This is so wizarding. This is Aubrey from the So Wizard podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network.
1: Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, "You said people gonna die." The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under twelve parsecs. There will be no one to stop us this time.
2: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 412 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts. First up, we've got the expert. It's Marquis Markellis Reagan. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. And I'm sure as long-time listeners know, when we do a horror movie, Aubrey is not even allowed within five miles of the movie theater, so we got to get a guest. And this week, we brought him in from the recent activity podcast,
0: Mr. Andrew Morgan. I'm honored to be here, guys. Man, the connection is so clear. I can't hear any dead kids or anything. It's amazing. (laughs) You guys do an excellent job. Great production. (laughs) I hate when uh, podcasts sound like the first phone call. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> andrew welcome to the show Thanks. listeners welcome to the show you are listening to the so wizard podcast where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the geek world all-stars podcast network this week we've got a little bit of news to discuss and then we've got our review of the newest movie with ethan hawk the black phone before that rings along for us, Andrew, again, welcome to the show. We've been trying to have you on the show for so long that the podcast you were originally on no longer exists. <laughs> now you have yeah. a new podcast. So please tell us all about recent activity in you.
0: Yeah, man, I used to do uh, the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. And as you can imagine, uh, that can get uh, really difficult in pigeon pigeonholing yourself into just that genre, the that network, that whatever you want to call it. And um, I decided uh, time for a change. Got two co-hosts. They were frequent guests on my old podcast, Shane Beauregard and Chris Verdell. And now we're a recent activity uh, where we like to say we cover every film, every show all at once. We cover, you know, Everything from the, the biggest, latest Marvel or Star Wars stuff, all the, the nerd corner stuff we do, all the way to Oscar stuff and everywhere in between. So, yeah, we we like to cover it all. Um, And, yeah, we're on episode 10, so we're just kind of getting out of the gate. And if you guys want to check us out, we're on every single podcast platform. Uh, we're also on ForgottenEntertainment.com because we're under that network. And, uh, yeah, and we're also on the socials at... At Recent Act Pod. Awesome. Yeah, I
2: mean, the show's great. Uh, Shane and Chris, both good friends of our show as well. So it's awesome to see you guys kind of just becoming a Voltron of awesome (laughs) 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 podcasting.
0: Yeah, I forgot whether that was you or Stu who said that. I thought that was an (laughs) incredible compliment. I'll take it.
2: Right, right. As long as you aren't the blue lion with the princess inside of it. So, yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Although I feel that way some days.
2: That's right. <laughs> On your best days. So I got to ask you now, you mentioned the Nomcast, which was all Netflix stuff. What is the worst thing you had to wa- force yourself to watch to keep the uh, podcast going?
0: Oh, man. There's always ones, especially when you do topical stuff, you never know how bad it's going to be until you do it. And then you watch it over the weekend and go, God, what did I do to this guest (laughs) that's coming up on Monday? And speaking of Stu, I had him do one of the worst ones, which was The Last Days of American Crime. It was this terrible Netflix movie that was just it was based on a comic book, too. So I had like, you know, he's kind of high hopes for it or whatever. And God, it was just so cartoonishly bad that like there's been ones where I literally canceled the pod. Um, like I think thunder force, uh, that Melissa McCarthy movie. Yes. I was just uh. like, no, this was already borderline. Then I watched it. I was, I had a screener beforehand or whatever. I was like, Nope, <laughs> control, alt delete this one. Let's, uh, start off and, and do some kind of preview episode. Cause I, I don't care. I'm not reviewing this. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. We, most of us,
2: I think Mark had that on our worst of the year that year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's pretty rough. <laughs> Well, Marcellus Reagans, you are still here and sincere.
1: Uh, What's going on? So, yeah, a while ago, I used to do another podcast, believe it or not, because I had so much free time. I used to do a podcast. I
2: I, I love that you do it.
1: But I got to tell you, (laughs) out of anyone in the world that somebody would say, you know who should do a second podcast?
2: (laughs) It definitely would not be you.
1: Yes, yes. But when the opportunity presented itself, I couldn't really think of a good excuse to say no. Uh, So I used to do a a podcast about K-pop because it's one of the things that I absolutely love uh, that's other than, you know, movies and TV shows. Uh, And it's coming back. We are coming back with a whole new season of uh, new K-pop deep dives. Uh, The name of the show is called K-pop Cosmos. And uh, the first episode will be out soon, recovering one of the biggest K-pop groups in the history of K-pop called Big Bang. Um, so yeah, I'm back to doing multiple podcasts. So uh, yeah, oh, follow I love me over that there. Show Big Bang Theory. It's, it's not <laughs> not that show at all. Oh,
2: Young Sheldon, <laughs> I got it <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is that still uh, part of the Comic Crusaders uh, umbrella?
1: It is. It is still part of that umbrella. So shout out to Al Mega. He's the man,
2: the man who never sleeps. Good Lord. Yeah, I'm tired. He's just explaining to me what he's doing for the week. I'm ready for a
1: nap. (laughs) So God bless Al. I got to tell you, Joey. How are you doing, dude? I mean, I'm
2: good. I don't really have anything too terribly exciting going on. Um, I got a raise at work. So that was cool. Yeah, I know. Go me. I actually do a good job at something. Uh, I got to raise at work, so that was fun. And I'm going to a concert this week. As the, When this drops, I will probably already have been at the concert, but I'm going to see uh, Flogging Molly and the Interrupters with oh, uh, coming Tiger really Army. Too. Yeah. Yep. Actually, I'm going to see it your way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to the Westfield one. Okay, yeah. cool.
2: Yeah, I'll be down at the uh, Westville Music Bowl in New Haven, Connecticut, checking that out. I, I was supposed to go with my friend Derek, and um, he ended up not being able to go. And I've had the tickets for months, and then I didn't know who to take, and I didn't want to put anybody out. We put them on the spot. It's on a Tuesday. Right. And then uh, my wife was like, you know what? For our wedding anniversary, I will go with you to the concert. Oh, so very nice. my gift is to, she will accompany me to the concert of bands that she either doesn't know who they are or doesn't like. Yeah, but the caveat is she cannot sit there with the puss on all night. She has to at least <laughs> pretend that she's enjoying herself somewhat.
0: Yeah. Hey, I got a concert, too, this week, actually, that I oh. think you would like, Joey. Um, I am seeing Less Than Jake and Bowling for Soup and the Aquabats on Ooh. Wednesday night. Yes. Yes. I love
2: the Aquabats. I've seen them many times. Less Than Jake a million times. One of my yep. favorite bands of all time. Th- Less Than Jake's in my top five of all time, I think. They're one of the best. So Same amazing how I many it's tough when you get older like us uh and i don't <laughs> want to lump you into that that group there Andy, hey, i not, just hit
0: 40 but, man you could do all it right. like yeah. all right so it's it's tough
2: because it's like a concert comes and like something like less than Because i knew that was coming this week too but i already had tickets to this one and i'm yeah. like first of all can i bodily handle two concerts in one week and the answer <laughs> is no and, right and second of all do i want to put the effort in because i've seen less than jake a zillion times i've seen the aquabats a bunch of times like do I, do I really need to put that effort in like just destroy it would probably take me two weeks to recover and, oh, and so yeah. I, I just didn't do it but uh yeah that, that's an awesome show dude you are gonna have to definitely let us know how that is but enough about us uh, mark hillis <laughs> Regans. let's talk some more about us why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more so wizard podcasts
1: all right so everybody can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week you'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly you'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only adam Wallyhawk. you'll also find our merchandise there t-shirts sweatshirts stickers coffee mugs all located in our tea public store You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Now, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey.
0: you okay sport there's such thing as monsters
2: well here's the thing luke in a lot of ways humans are the real monsters so i'd say yes <laughs> ah a clip from one of my favorite movies the last five years thank you mark ellis
1: my pleasure
0: andrew
2: have you seen psycho gore man
0: i have not yet it's on my watch list because i know you recommended it so highly but uh Let's yeah go. i'm trying to get to it i right know <laughs> I have friends that still haven't seen it, and I'm like, I will
2: give you the $5 out of my pocket to print it on Amazon, <laughs> which you watch this damn movie. But anyway, uh, markels you tell us that we have some news to discuss, so please drop the drop and let us talk the news.
0: Yo, fuck it up. It's time for the news.
1: All right, so this week in Nerdy News, we have a possible director coming on to a property that's, for some reason, they've been trying to get off the ground for a while. Based on a really old comic book and TV show, The Green Hornet is making its comeback. Uh, the studio, Universal, has been trying to get a director on there for a while. Uh, and then Lee Wannell, who directed uh, Invisible Man and a movie that I love, Upgrade, uh, he threw his name into the into the mix, and suddenly he became the front runner. So it's not official yet, but it looks like Lee Winnell is going to be bringing the Green Hornet and Kato, uh, written by David Cope, who's a uh, or op who I know has done like Spider Man. He's done like a bunch of movies. I think he did the Jurassic Park, the first Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, a Green Hornet and Kato movie coming back. Let's see, to eleven years after the last one. So yeah, what do you guys think of Lee Whannell dipping into the comic book movie lifestyle? Uh, let's start with our guest Andrew. I mean, I
0: like uh, Lee Whannell's stuff and David Cap is just a, one of the most prolific writers in Hollywood, so at least that's a good tandem. Mm-hmm. I, my question would be, what is the tone of this one? Because obviously the 2011 one with Seth Rogen was a very different animal than maybe other incarnations. Wasn't uh, Bruce Lee, or in the original, like older ones too, or something like that. Wasn't yeah, the, there some kind of.
1: The original TV show had uh, Bruce Lee in it.
0: Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I would need to see so much more. I mean, it's a good start. Um, I, if it's maybe more of the upgrade versus the Tony sets with all these, you know, more serious stuff that he's done, you know, the Insidious or Invisible Man yep. stuff or whatever. But, you know, hopefully that's the case. But, I I guess I'm in, I just don't know what they want from this, that they
1: didn't get from the bomb from 11 (laughs) years ago. A good movie is probably what they're open for. They're they're money. back. I guess maybe one of the other things, uh, Joey, what about you do? How do you feel about the director of invisible man handling green Hornet? Oh man. Franchises are like
2: the Goonies never say die. Um, (laughs) Just say they've got a name. They're not giving it up for anybody. Um, I thought it was going to be the Brown Hornet from uh, Fat Albert.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, I think all of the Cosby properties are on lockdown right now, so you probably won't be seeing that for a while. He he slinks through the night, uh, (laughs) slipping roofies. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs)
2: Jesus. Good Lord. Um, You know, I never saw the one with Seth Rogen, shockingly enough. Uh, You know what, Mark? It's a weird time. It's that weird time
1: where we weren't having a podcast when it came out <laughs> <laughs> yeah we definitely would have reviewed it had we been doing a podcast in
2: 100 percent, we would have it's one of those weird movies that slipped under the radar because i didn't have a masochistic streak making me go to the movies uh, 52 <laughs> times a year uh, and talk about it on a podcast so the i have no i have no tie to this this franchise at all i never watched the show i don't remember and andre did you grow up around here
0: uh, I'm, I'm in Connecticut. So, well, North yeah, East, but you were, yeah. In, you
2: were in Connecticut the whole time, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause I was going to say, I, I, I always talk about this in the show, but I remember channel nine out of New York and channel mm-hmm. 11 always yep. playing weird older shows like Batman and, and adventures of Superman. I don't remember them playing green Hornet, so I don't have any kind of pull towards it as a franchise. Uh, obviously the loved invisible man and he did upgrade also, right? Mark.
1: Yeah. And I love that movie.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, the guy's got action chops if they're looking to do something lean, mean, lower budget and like actually cool action. I mean, I'd be 100 percent down. I I just I'm not interested in a goofy, like comedy version of this at all. I don't want to see Melissa McCarthy walking through that door. No.
1: Yeah. Well, the original Green Hornet, uh, at least in a TV show, was it was almost done like Batman. But mm-hmm. not like the Batman TV show. You know how the Batman TV show is like a comedic version of the comic book. Uh-huh. Uh, Green Hornet was kind of the other way around. The original comic was somewhat serious. The original TV show was somewhat a little goofy, but not as goofy as Batman. So when they did the movie in 2011, they just went full comedy. As soon as Seth Rogen got involved in it, it was you know let's make it as wacky it as over. possible. Yeah, so yeah,
2: there- no, I mean, th- there's a line. I don't mind comedy or quips or anything. I just I just don't want to see a, a straight out like comedy like last one I, I there's a reason that bombed so
1: yeah um I'm, would i would guess that especially with david kept writing it that it's going to be a much more traditional hero's journey comic booky james bond type of movie i would i would assume especially with lee one because he's proven that he can do like he can take a small budget and make a good movie out of it so i, I would assume that that's the direction that they're going into yeah be interested who gets the casting for cato
0: itself too that that really i think will set it apart but otherwise i i I don't fully i'm not that invested at this point
2: the guy from the raid that's in like every goddamn thing uh sign me up on netflix (laughs) uh, he's on in woo assassins i can't pronounce his name ido eco oasis or something like that yeah yeah i mean i'm always for that guy getting as much money as humanly possible but
0: sometimes i feel bad in some of the awful shit they can yes Oh yeah, sure. Especially when uh, the Netflix stuff—he's like Wu Assassins—is just bad. Oh, it was horrible. What was the?
2: He was in like two direct-to-video sequels to a terrible alien invasion movie. Fuck. What was was the name of that?
1: um, Oh shit.
2: You know what I'm talking about? The first one is, like, filmed on location in one guy's living room. Was it Skyline? <laughs> okay. Skyline. Right, right. Skyline or Skylight or something like that. Have you seen those sequels, Andrew?
0: I have not. No. They're
2: really goofy. <laughs> like, wasn't the... he in Jiu-Jitsu?
1: Oh, no. Oh, that movie's terrible, too. <laughs> Poor guy. At least he's getting paid, you know? Yeah, so we don't that, have that, a... That's got to be your Kato. That has to be Kato. <laughs> no, I'm sure they're going to go younger. I mean, they, Kato is in the yeah. in the title now, so I'm sure they're going to go with a younger guy. Sorry, John Cho. I he's, think he's probably uh, <laughs> he's probably done with the action action movies now. Um, so, yeah, we don't have any other information other than uh, Lee Wanell will possibly sign on to it. So I am excited for that. All right. So then any the other bit of news? Uh, San Diego Comic-Con is coming up next month. Uh, it's back bigger than ever. And Kevin Feige will be there with the MCU presentation. Now, supposedly, they're only going to be bringing one movie, and they're going to. So, I'm assuming they're only making one announcement. Uh, we already have the slate that they talked about in 2019. The last time they were there, what do you guys think, or what do you guys want Kevin Feige to announce for this upcoming San Diego Comic Con? Uh, let's go back to Joey.
2: Well, I want him to announce uh, Fantastic Four with a full cast and director.
1: Okay, all right. Do you think that, Do uh, you think that's possible? I mean, they have to
2: be farther along than they've let on. It's got it's filming soon, right? I think it films next year. They they have to have a cast (laughs) at this point. So get Bryce Dallas Howard out on stage. (laughs) She's going to be the director and she's going to play Sue Storm and and John Krasinski and whoever else you want to bring out. We're good. You know, Fantastic Four is what I want to see. What I think they're going to show is probably mostly Wakanda forever. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. the next movie out after San Diego comic-con. It hasn't had very much anything. I don't think we've even seen a teaser from it at this point. So I would assume that would be their big promotional push. And maybe they'll do like, like they did with blade. where like one more thing and bring out, I don't know, whoever's cast as Sue storm or somebody to be like, or they'll just bring out the fantastic four or something and announce the cast. But that's it. Like, That'll probably be what they do. But I, I think if they're going to act, it, not in my dreams, you know, there's not going to be a new Warriors movie or Thunderstrike or anything. Um, it, it's going to be it, it's going to be Wakanda forever. And that's good because I want to see more of that movie besides just leaks and, and rumors and stuff. I'm really excited for that one.
1: All right. All right. Uh, Andrew, what about you? What are you expecting Kevin Feige to unveil at San Diego Comic-Con?
0: Well, I'd like Vision. Uh, like, not the character, but like an actual vision for what's uh, coming through. That would be nice. Because um, what he, what we got in 2019, I'm still waiting for what what is going on here. But I agree with Joey. It's probably going to be Wakanda forever. I mean, to, to have very little or nothing, basically, for Blade, since they made that big Blade drop in 2019, I guess maybe an update on that would be nice. But I don't think we're going to get any x-men stuff we might get fantastic four uh yeah it's like that last kind of thing i don't even know about the krasinski thing anymore because like they're like oh yeah well it's you know this was multiverse so it all really doesn't kind of count because we're not going to bring these people back and this doesn't count and then this was his you know this was all a joke or whatever i don't even know what's going on so i'm just kind of (laughs) rolling with the punches but i would imagine i agree with you i really want to see something especially what the tone and structure of Wakanda forever is going to be now that obviously we don't have Chadwick Boseman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to agree with you guys. I believe they are going to speak a little bit about Wakanda forever because it is up next. And like Joey said, they haven't really released anything from it, anything official other than the title. But I, I think because they announced so many movies in 2019 that they're going to announce something new this year. And then Wakanda forever will be like a little bonus, a little, little extra. Um, so I'm thinking they're going to announce Young Avengers. I mean, I know I've been saying it for years now. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> we know it's coming. Anybody with any knowledge of comics and, and watching the shows knows it's coming. But Andrew, do you think, do you have not, I don't want to say Marvel fatigue, but fatigue, announcement <laughs> fatigue almost? Like they announced all this stuff and then and 2019 and then they had, uh, I don't remember when it was, Mark, but it was like Disney Plus Day or some shit where they announced like 8 million other things. Yeah. Yeah barely seen any of it and now people are wanting them to keep announcing stuff like do you really need to know that like x-men one is coming out in 2029
0: no um and i yeah i guess that's a good way to put it is the fatigue between like these extra stingers at the end of some of these movies that have not panned out years later or or any of these extra announcements where we haven't seen any follow-up or or things change so much like Even the 2019 one, they were like, yeah, Captain Marvel 2. Whoops. That's not really a thing anymore. Or it's kind of retitled and restructured because that's not happening. So they don't, I don't feel like they fully know exactly where they want to go, but they always feel like they need to feed the monkey. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere to to keep things moving. And when you guys say Young Avengers, are, are we envisioning that that's going to be a Disney Plus show because how they've structured this or because they've kind of gone back and forth? You're thinking they can make a movie, even though most of the characters have come through and in, in both TV and movie.
1: I'm thinking movie. I think if you put the word Avengers in a title, you should be expecting people to show up at the theater and get a a big box office return. Um, I'll take it. I'll take it either way. (laughs) I don't even care. But uh, I think if you're going to announce Young Avengers, that's that's a movie event. I think that the
2: team of all these young heroes that we see are going to be called the champions and they are going to reserve the word Avengers should be is going to be reserved for huge Massive right. movies. Like you can't. As much as I love the Young Avengers team, you can't title a movie Avengers and then not have Captain Marvel and Spider Man and Thor and all those other characters show up without disappointing people. Like the next Avengers will probably be Avengers Secret Wars Part One, Part Two. <laughs> but yeah, that's my expectation. Um, you know, Marvel did have a teen team, so they had New Warriors and they had Champions. Those are the two teenage kids teams. And and I think that's probably where they're going to go. Uh, as much as I want to see Avengers: Children's Crusade, I, I don't know if the public is ready for all new characters <laughs> without anyone else uh, popping in and only ones from TV shows. So, uh it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I don't know. Maybe it'll be Young Avengers versus Thunderbolts or something. I don't know.
0: Like Joey, it's been a, it's disagree. been a while. Like, do you who's the leader on that specific one, that Champions one?
2: Fuck, that team is Ironheart, uh, Miss Marvel and Miles Morales. And then Nova Mm -hmm. and other teen heroes kind of float in and out. So it's mostly Miss Marvel. But the way we are right now in the MCU is I I can't see Miss Marvel leading a team. Like she's too young, too inexperienced. And and just the way I don't know where the show is going to leave us. But right now, where we're at in her series of six episodes and we're only three in, uh, she's way too inexperienced to be leading a team. She should right. be she almost feels like she'll be the person standing off to the side, kind of almost the audience um surrogate making comments about how cool this is and how cool everyone is <laughs> and how awesome this is because she's a fan. Yeah. But I can't see her being the team leader yet in her journey. And then with Young Avengers, I mean, it's supposed to be Patriot, but they haven't done anything with that character at all, which pisses me off because that was my favorite character on the team but mm-hmm. i mean all he's done is answer the door at his grandfather's house that's all we've seen <laughs> of that character. so they're gonna really have to crank it up with that one i think but man there, there's a lot of options but mark do you have announcement fatigue are you sick of them announcing like coming in 2027
1: <laughs> blade 2 yeah. nope i say those are my favorite things to look forward to i don't even i look forward to that almost more than the movies themselves Kevin Feige standing on stage, <laughs> and he the screen drops, and it's like, coming this time. Secret Invasion. Oh, I love that shit, dude. <laughs> I love that I shit. I mean,
2: I like it, too, but at, at some point, it starts to feel like I want to see the stuff eventually. Like, it, it, I, uh, stop promising stuff everything, and
1: start delivering. Everything they announced in 2019, we've seen. We've seen all of the Disney shows. The only thing we haven't seen that they announced was uh, Thor, and that's coming up soon. So, and Blade. Well, yeah, but that was like a teaser. Like, oh, Mahershala Ali just walked through the door. So I guess we're making a Blade movie, everyone. I guess well, and and I honestly, like,
2: Andrew, I don't know if you know the story, but that's literally what happened. <laughs> a two-time oh, okay. Oscar winner called him up and said, hey, can you guys make a Blade movie with me in it? <laughs> and they were like, fuck yeah, we can.
1: It's like,
0: sign <laughs> here awesome. and then come onto the stage. Done. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see their take on it, especially because that's, you know, that's a pretty dark universe for – something as a Marvel product. So I'm, I'm curious to see the tone of that one as well. Have you watched those movies recently? Oh, like the actual, like blade series. Yeah. Uh, I try not to, especially I, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the person, even though I like him as a director, uh, blade two to me, I hate that movie with a passion. It was oh, like, a, no! I, I, I know, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Well, thanks I, for, for coming on. And, uh... <laughs> hey, I love Guillermo. I love, uh, you know, a lot of things in that series, but yeah, uh, I, Blade 2, I was like, this is a music video. Uh, <laughs> it isn't a movie. So, yeah, I don't know. I it's just been a while, like... though. I haven't watched them in a well, – like, probably since they came out. Era. Right, and
2: I, I just feel like having watched them recently, maybe in the last few months, that people will cry and moan and bitch. They have to be rated R. They have to be rated R. I mean, with a tiny bit of language editing, uh, there's not really much in there that – that they can't do in a PG-13 rated movie. There's Probably. not ultra gore when he shoots the vampires. They mostly turn to ash. I mean, t- a couple tweaks here and there, and I don't think you
1: would even notice it, Mark. Uh, there's that big blood rain scene in the very beginning in the club. Well, if you change the color
2: of the blood to black. <laughs> yeah, it's uh,
1: Morbius blue blood.
2: <laughs> That's right. Or make it black and white for that one scene. I, I, I think there's ways to do it that doesn't neuter the characters. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't think Tracy Lords
0: will be in this one, but you know. <laughs> I don't uh, even know what she looks like these days. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not bad, actually. But the, no? she started getting famous when she was 16. So
1: that's fair. You know. I, I think I think you're right. Joe. I think there is a way to make a, a dark, violent, action packed Blade movie and still keep it PG-13. Um, It, it depends on who's directing it, I think. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's possible. Yeah, and like all these things, like I, 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 know they're gonna pick some random schmoes we've
2: never heard of. Yeah, and it'll be fine. But God, I would like them to just grab like some action directors that we've heard of, some people with a pedigree for really cool fight scenes and action, and and just go nuts. But. Who knows? Yeah, Mark, I have no idea. Are, are you looking <laughs> forward to Wakanda Forever, Mark? I know it's got to be top of your list.
1: Of course, I don't even want to think about it. It's, it, it, I'm already. <laughs> I can tell you right now, it's, it's June right now. I'm already giving it five stars <laughs> whenever <laughs> the movie comes out. Like I've already, I'm already done. I'm already past that. So yeah, I, I don't. I do want to see. Like I just want to get an idea of what Wakanda Forever is is going to be about. But again, I think they're going to announce something totally new that we haven't even had a glimpse of yet. Whether it's Fantastic Four or fingers crossed young avengers that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for but we'll see uh san diego comic con is next month so we will be covering it on the show oh yes that's what we do <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, yeah so that's it that's all I got for the news for this week
2: all right we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk all about the black phone This summer, Plastic City Comic Con is back and better than ever. Meet some of your favorite comic artists, writers, and crafters and visit over 150 vendors of comics, toys, cards, anime, and video games from all over New England and beyond. Saturday, July 16th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Wallace Civic Center in Fitchburg, Mass. Admission is only $10! And as always, kids 12 and under are free. Visit us at PlasticCityComicCon.com for more information, and we'll see you at Plastic City. All right, and we are back. All right, guys, we all had a chance to check out The Black Phone, currently playing in theaters starring Ethan Hawke from director Scott Derrickson. Uh, This is the movie he did instead of Doctor Strange 2, so uh, there's got to be something cool here. As always, we're going to start non-spoiler. If you haven't seen it, you'll get our impression of the movie. And then we will play the sound drop delineating spoilers. So, you know, to stick around or bounce. Uh, if you're bouncing, you've at least already counted as a download because you've been here a while. So to <laughs> start, uh, not you know what?
0: Just to start,
2: Andrew, how is your theater going experience to go to see the Black Phone? Did you go by yourself?
0: I did go by myself. That uh, I, I do that quite a bit. I, I enjoy it. But the movie... For, for I guess, you know, I'm not going to get into my opinions or whatever if you're just looking for basics, but packed out theater on a Thursday night, 945. So wow. the movie is obviously doing well. Um, I know it came in third at the box office this weekend, already made like 23 million or mm-hmm. something, which I'm sure this movie was not uh, a super high budget. So I'm sure they're very happy with that. But yeah, people like applauded at the end. Wow. Okay. That was insane. Was the crowd respectful? Were they quiet? Did they like be annoying? Like like the typical horror movie thing, mostly respectful. In certain moments, they're like either clapping or going, oh, shoot, you know, like that kind of (laughs) stuff or whatever. Maybe that was just me. But, uh, (laughs) you know, other people maybe chimed in with me as well. All right. Well, Markellis, uh, how was your theater going experience?
1: Uh, it was actually fine. No issues wow. at all. There was, uh, you know, families with little kids in there, which I thought was a little strange. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. But that's yeah, a hard Kids movie. love the black phone. <laughs> it's a, you know, I went to see it on like a Saturday afternoon. So I guess that's prime time kid viewing time. Jeez. So, um, yeah, it was fine. Like and, you young know, kids? Like young kids? Not like babies, but yeah, definitely like... Uh, like you would think they would be at the uh, cartoon next door or, or whatever. But yeah, you no. Know, when you have that many kids, you know, it's tough to find a babysitter. So you might as well I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know.
2: want to wait till it's on Netflix then and says <laughs> scarred them for life.
1: <laughs> a lot of
0: kids have to get out of their windowless vans every now and then and That's see right. some cinema. So, you That's know. Right. I was just such a scaredy cat as a kid, like the
2: concept of going to a horror movie when I was that young, is just, I'm having a panic attack, just thinking about it. So I'm glad that you had a good time at the movie theater, Mark Ellis and Andrew. Uh, yeah, I literally went to see this uh, a few hours ago as we record this. And for the most part, it was a pretty empty movie theater for a a late afternoon Sunday, (laughs) though about halfway through the movie, my daughter uh, gets up and so I go to the bathroom. Goes, All right. And I'm sitting there and, and, you know, she, she isn't coming back. And I'm like, damn, you know, like Where, what's going on? And I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and she didn't come back. And I got up and I went out into the hallway and I'm like walking back and forth and I'm trying to text her. And we were in uh, Hadley, Massachusetts. So the cell reception is not good. And then I don't see her. I go back into the movie theater. I sit down. I get a text from my wife. She said uh, Janine's sick. She's in the bathroom. She don't feel good. Oh, and I'm nice. like, fuck. I'm gonna have to leave. And Mark and Andrew are gonna do this by themselves tonight. <laughs> 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 I'm like, shit. Uh, but she came back in the in and said she was feeling better. She's she just kind of had a, uh, a little little uh, little sickness a little faint, a little sick there. Uh, she got a soda. And she said she was crying when she came out of the bathroom because she didn't feel good. And she went up to the, she went up to the the stand, the uh, concession stand, and we had to ask him for a soda while she's like wiping tears off her face. But, oh, no. man. um, the, the, so I said to her afterward, I was like, out of all the movies you could have picked,
0: yeah, just like go get missing. up and disappear were <laughs> some guys kidnapping kids and murdering them thank you very much hey you just see black balloons out in the hallway you're like
2: what's going on here oh, oh god so that was that was it. But I didn't miss much of the movie, so I, I was happy with that. And I gave her every opportunity. I said, we can leave. We can leave. We can leave. I was like, do not think we can't leave just because I'm watching for the podcast, blah, 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 blah. But no, she was fine after she had a soda and got some sugar in her, and she was good. So that, other than that, other than thinking uh, Ethan Hawke got her in the hallway. Uh- <laughs> He was like, kid, you want to see some DVDs or Reality Bites I got in my (laughs) face? I got some Lisa Loeb vinyl over here. Um, Yeah, we were good. So let's do it. Let's get some non-spoiler impressions. Andrew, what did you think of the black phone?
0: Yeah, another fun dead kid romp from Derrickson and Cargill, huh? (laughs) That's great. (laughs) These guys love that storyline. Uh, full disclosure, I mean, like we did an episode of our top uh top ten summer movies, like that we're most anticipating, and this was high on our list. um It was probably somewhere around mid pack, five or four, somewhere around there. And man, especially because this movie got delayed from its original release, which obviously you and I know very well because you asked me <laughs> to be on the show in February, right? Uh, <laughs> and now here we are. And, and I even I liked. Uh, sinister which you're bringing back a couple of uh, actors from that not to mention the same writer director so you know this was something that i was definitely looking forward to but ultimately i thought it was entertaining i thought it was watchable but ultimately a little lackluster for me which is something about because i also rewatched sinister over the weekend too i feel like that uh, derrickson is a i think my my co-host uh chris rodell put it right where he's like he's kind of safe in his horror movies like he's way more about kind of he's a very good visual storyteller but in terms of like the horror aspect or something he's pretty good at mood but he doesn't go for the kill really at all he kind of keeps it at length and i think that's why i think a movie that's written by joe hill which is basically like getting a stephen king novel a little bit to kind of or a short story because obviously it, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree um with him being stephen king's son this movie felt like a lot of the same tropes and themes that king has written over the years which i enjoy but you also have to you know kind of i i saw a lot of people's review if they really liked it they were just like don't think about all the things that <laughs> you know Like, don't think about all the things that you could think about where it's like (laughs) all the things that they introduced but didn't go any deeper on. But I have a hard time doing that. So to me, the lack of depth of why this family seems to have certain abilities or why they said, like, even the the grabber can also hear the phone or why the masks of different varieties or any of these other things um, or even just simply, why is there a phone in that basement? Um, oh, it, it's not like it matches any decor that was uh, down there. And if it's <laughs> don't worry still, about yeah. it. Yeah. So <laughs> so again, if you really uh, for the most part, I wasn't too concerned with that. But I would also say that outside of maybe how it ended um, or some other flair, I love the two kid performances, the brother and sister here, um, especially because they don't have a ton of experience if you look at their, uh, uh-huh. their filmographies or anything. But I was very impressed with them. Uh, some people said this was a waste of Ethan Hawke's talent based on oh, how, boy. how much we see him or whatever. I totally disagree. I would rather have him, a veteran star actor, play that role, even just for when the moments get key uh, for that particular character and everything else. I'm trying to say is <laughs> non-spoiler. Non-spoiler. But, um, you know, I... I there are things here that remind me of movies that I do like like um Signs and um Frequency. I don't know if you ever saw Frequency. Mm-hmm. Yep. But like those type of things where, you know, especially how they use the phone and learning information of how to kind of, you know, get through this ordeal. I-, I felt like a lot of those things kind of made me think about those other movies as well. So, overall, liked but didn't love and it's one of those things when you see a lot of people around you like love it you like kind of dip maybe down a little further like dig your oh, heels no. and, like you know but I- i'm still i'm still in the like okay okay all right well that's good Hellis reagan's what about you
1: yeah well from the trailer when the trailer dropped it was like oh that actually looks good you know it looks a little scary but it looks like a good flick and i think this movie delivers exactly what the trailer promised. I think that, you know, if you saw the trailer and you and you you know you think it looks interesting, I think you'll like this movie. I I enjoyed it. I I the people in my theater, they were also applauding at certain parts and clapping. So on a story, on an audience storytelling level, it works. It's not amazing, but I definitely think that it's a good time at the movies. All right. Well, I
2: am going to agree with both of you. I liked this movie quite a bit. Uh, You know what it it reminds me a lot of is um, Jordan Peele's Us.
1: Okay. Mm.
2: Not in concept or story (laughs) or anything like that, but just in the feel where it's like I like this and I'm going along with it but if I stopped for 5 seconds and scratched
1: <laughs> right at
2: the at the scratch ticket in front of me I would see that like I would you know what I mean I would, I, you don't want to look behind the curtain yeah. on this one basically
1: don't like, don't, like, don't think too hard about it just kind of mm-hmm. take it as it's coming to you
2: Right. Yeah. Right. 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 You know, like, like, just like us, you know, I really liked us a lot and I really like this a lot, but you, the, if the more you sit down and think about it, <laughs> the more you're like, wait a minute, wait, wait, what? Huh? Maybe what? I don't know. Kind of right. while I was watching it. I enjoyed it, but and, and would I watch it again? Of course. But man, I a hundred percent agree with Andrew and, and Mark. Like it's a good movie. I enjoyed watching it, but man, does it have some, has some dumb stuff in it and has some problems. So it sounds like at least we've got three thumbs up or somewhat up for you. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, definitely go check it out Uh, and then come on back. Cause now we're going to drop the drop and we are going to spoil the black phone. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. (laughs) Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) All right. Marcellus Reagans, please start us off and give us some things that you liked about the movie.
1: Uh, I like the performances by the two kids. Um, crap. What was the, the kid's name? It was Finn. Finn. Finny. Yeah. Finny. Yeah. So I liked, I thought he was really good. I thought uh, the little sister was really good. I thought she almost stole like all of the scenes that she was in when they gave her like good stuff to do. Uh, I like the fact that this movie took place in the 70s and it felt like, The seventies, like it really. There's things in here that uh, you don't see these days, (laughs) and you don't really hear these days. uh, But in the seventies, you can get away with it. And the fact that it's still here uh, in this movie, I I enjoyed it. The trailer. uh, I really think the trailer pretty much gives away the entire movie because as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, I I I remember, and I've only seen the trailer like maybe twice, but I know how the trailer lays out the story and the story actually follows it a lot. It (laughs) delivers a lot. And I'm like, I feel like there should be something I'm waiting for like the, the really bad, like ending or the, the big supernatural thing. I'm waiting for something big to happen. And the movie plays out, exactly the way the trailer laid it out so i'm like oh
2: i 100 percent agree with you mark because like through through the middle half of the movie i'm sitting there like we haven't seen the in the mexican kid show him how to fight yet
0: right
1: right <laughs> and then you know you see him like you know do the home alone thing where he's getting all of the pieces all around the, the basement like together so you kind of have an idea of where it's gonna go and then it goes there and the only thing i was thinking was that it's gonna end dark you know what i mean like it's gonna end like a like a 90s movie where you know just hor- horrifically but you know when you're on that journey with these kids and you get to that ending uh, again you want that's what you want to happen you want the ending to like kind of pay off everything that you've experienced so far and the fact that it does and you know people applaud at the end it, it was good it was good so yeah those are the things that i i really liked all right andrew
2: spoilers are free <laughs> what did you like about the movie?
0: Yeah, I, as I mentioned before and obviously Mars just said the same like the the two the brother sister performances uh from Mason Timms and uh Madeline McGraw as Finney and Gwen. I thought they were the standout uh in this as well the um especially Gwen, you know uh I she is a scene stealer. I thought her stuff was very compelling though you know. Now that we're all spoiled, like her stuff, it all works. And the tie in with the mother and everything else, like it just seems like it's a separate movie because we spend so much time with Vinny in that basement with Ethan Hawke and everything else going on. But when she's in the movie, it's a big deal. And and she really brings it. And and I think she gets all the laugh lines in this movie, too. Yeah. with how much uh probably I've said similar things to to God or Jesus, whoever she was <laughs> praying to at the same time. Uh, you know, so I appreciate all that. And yeah, I did appreciate the seventies the look too, uh, Marcalis. It was so seventies we even get child abuse. So that's, that's amazing. Uh <laughs> that's what I'm talking about,
1: dude. When was the last time you saw a kid get whooped realistically in a movie?
0: Ah oh, god it was literally like giving me a panic attack <laughs> as a as a father and and a person who lived through the 80s as a kid so yeah totally um it's, it's no different from this um and and Derrickson obviously likes his uh, 70s stuff so much with how much he kind of played with that with sinister where like the eight millimeter stuff and, and watching the old video stuff, because in black phone, I believe that whole intro of how they kind of lay that out. They kind of do a lot of that kind of home video look and the big blowouts and kind of making it look like it's an older film before they get into the actual setting. Um, So a lot of that aesthetic stuff, it did really work for me. I thought basically almost every kid they introduced in here, not just the two leads. I loved, Watching that, like a lot of the school stuff could be cringy in a lot of movies. I wasn't cringing at any of this. So I enjoyed a lot of that. And I, uh, the ending, the ending, it was a lot of fun to kind of see, like you said, the home alone (laughs) kind of stuff come together and see the, the escape.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I couldn't say it when we were non-spoiler. So now that we've talked about the child abuse sequence, um, So a couple people walked into the movie theater like right before that scene started, oh, sat God. down, started eating popcorn. The dude just starts beating the shit out of his door. <laughs> Got <laughs> up and left. <laughs> oh man. They never came back. I don't know if they were skipping movies, theaters, like or what was going on, but they were just like, we ain't watching this and they left. so <laughs> I don't know. That was that was wild. Um yeah, 100%. I loved the opening credits. I know you mentioned those Andrew I, I liked the opening credits quite a bit. Set the tone. Um And, and I, I just I liked a lot of the buildup. I was expecting them to get to the phone a lot faster. Yeah. Um. You know, there's always that classic line from Kevin Smith about mall rats. If you're going to call the movie mall rats, you better get them in the fucking mall. Uh, <laughs> but like I, I, I liked that it was kind of a looming like sense of, of dread <laughs> that yeah. we knew he was going to get kidnapped and we knew bad things were going to happen, but it was just slowly building um, with everything happening over the first half of the movie. And I really, really liked that. I'll agree with you guys. I loved the Home Alone uh, type uh, sequences uh, towards the end where he, he's finally getting to beat up Ethan Hawke. I just, I, I did enjoy the kids. I liked the two kids. You're right about those two. Uh, great performances from both of those kids and most of the kids as well. Uh, nothing cringy at all. And man, I, I did like a lot of the supernatural stuff too. And I'll get into why I didn't like about it in a few minutes, but, uh, most of the supernatural stuff was good. And I did enjoy that. He, he, like, even when he got out of the, of the, the basement, like he was a, he still got stuck back in. So (laughs) they they kept giving him ideas and solutions, but none of them worked. And then, you know, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I I realized the reason it didn't work is all those kids got killed. (laughs) (laughs) so maybe he shouldn't have been listening to their ideas the whole time like like, dude you gotta try this well i mean didn't you try it and and you didn't make it out of this so maybe i gotta do something different um you know honestly i don't understand why he didn't take the back of the toilet and just beat the fuck out of ethan hawk with it
0: yeah Uh, just smash him when he's walking in. right and i get
2: that he's like that's part of the story that he like they they kind of make a point of that in the story so that i appreciate because Oh, that's another one of those scratch the surface a little bit type things. But they, they made it so, you know, he is kind of a wuss and he doesn't want to stick up for himself. His right. fucking sister yeah. two years younger than him has to. She fucking kicked that kid's that ass was awesome. rock. <laughs> that was awesome. That I was thought she crazy. killed that kid. He just slumps over. Starts bleeding everywhere.
0: <laughs> oh, and that first bully guy, his ass kicked by the, the Spanish kid or whatever, too. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I yeah. I had to almost look away. I was like, too many hits. Let him up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that
2: that's the part of the fight where somebody kind of has to step in and be like, all right, all right, you won, you won. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
0: like let's not murder the guy. <laughs> yeah, know? I
2: don't and know how it was in the seventies though. So maybe it was different. Yeah.
0: And, and I don't want to jump into like stuff I didn't or whatever, but like when that stuff, I think, stayed with me longer than the actual like Ethan Hawke he's <laughs> Like that. That's where I was like, oh, maybe this didn't quite work as a movie for me. But, like, I I liked enough of it to where I was like, I enjoyed myself.
2: You're going to be tossing and turning, thinking about Gwen getting the fuck beat out of her by (laughs) the guy from Lost.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and by the way, I didn't mention my things I like. Um, Shout out to Tom Savini, still kicking ass uh, and being the most amazing, you know, effects guy and, and designer, artist guy with uh, he designed the mask for this as well and for anyone who doesn't know who he is he's a uh, the legend who did you know friday the 13th dawn of the dead the prowler like all these old classic horror films mm-hmm. over the age uh even did day of the dead too like he's an amazing guy one of the best in the biz and then now still making that mask which i thought was very iconic just even from the trailer I I was like, that's an awesome mask.
2: And uh, he directed uh, the Night of Living Dead remake, which is pretty awesome. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. All right. But what about things we didn't like? Marcellus Reagan's Hang Up the Phone. What did you not like?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did think some of the pacing was a little slow. Uh, Like you were saying, you you know the movie's called Black Phone, so you kind of want them to get to the, the Black Phone part of it. And I know that, you know, it, it's all character building. You want to spend time with these characters so that when you put them in peril in the third act, you really want to root for them. So I understand why they're doing it. But, you know, it, it, it did seem to take a little while to get to it. You know, and again, if you stop to think about things, the movie kind of falls apart. Like, why didn't if if he has like a glass bottle downstairs with him, why doesn't he use that? Like, break it and, you know, start stabbing the guy when he comes down the stairs. He has, like, a killer arm. He has, like, a killer pitcher arm. Why does he throw the bottle or something? Uh, So, you know, some of the things that they they hint at that they don't really explain uh, is, you know, it's a little tough to swallow. But, again, once you – if you set the movie up for that, this kid gets kidnapped. You want this kid to survive. You want to get to the end of the movie and hopefully the kid survives and hopefully the sister helps him. So because it gets to that point, it's good, but it's not, like, great. There's nothing extra in it that makes it, that puts it over the top. And, you know, it wasn't really that scary. Like, all of the jump scares are completely telegraphed, which is great for mm-hmm. me because I'm a big scaredy cat. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured it would be a, a little bit more gore or scares in it, and it, it wasn't really that many. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, other than that, it's a good time.
2: Okay. All right, Andrew, the floor is yours. What did you not like
0: about the black phone? yeah that arm is mint, Mark Ellis. I think that's the words you were looking for. <laughs> yes, um but yeah, my biggest thing is it's twofold. One, what stuck with me after I watched the movie,, uh, which is not a lot. It's basically like the brother sister stuff and like kind of the iconography of the grabber's mask. but like not a ton like kind of stayed with me afterwards. I wasn't kind of, you know thinking about it whenever I thought about plot stuff, it was more negative than positive. So mm-hmm. it like, In the moment, I was like, yeah, I enjoyed that. And then, yeah, like you said, if you think about it any deeper, the depth will kill you on this movie. And because, like I mentioned up top, kind of, you know, how or why this family seems to have psychic abilities. I cared more about that than Ethan Hawke's character, Um, because when you're talking about the mother committing suicide and, and the peril of knowing these things and the dreams and everything, that was way more interesting Than a lot of the stuff that was going on down in the basement, I don't like I said, no reason for why the grabber also hears the phone. Is he connected into somehow was, you know, uh, is he like patient zero? Did he get grabbed? I don't know what's going on. Uh, No reason for why uh, he wears those specific masks and then changes them around like that. You know, no reason for why he's grabbing right no or why specifically kids besides the fact that it's easier which you know we can all relate with mm-hmm. um but uh, there's also like i said no reason for the phone in a you know soundproof basement a broken phone nonetheless that's just waiting to be a weapon like if you grab it off the wall and smash the dude over the head like there's so many things we've already said where it's like just take this and smash him over the head yeah. i realized finny is a weakling or like reluctant to do that, so I understand all that w- within the story structure, but how did this not happen with the other kids who were like presented to be a little more badass? Um, so that's a little tough to swallow. But yeah, uh, outside of like interior design problems, <laughs> there are also you know just plot stuff that that got to me. But it's t- it's tough because I I do like a lot of the things with this movie. But uh, those things, if you just go even a little deeper, and like I said, I thought a lot of the the scare stuff was at arm's length, too, which I already Mm kind of commented on how Derrickson is with that. I thought there were more jump scares or things to be terrified of in Sinister than this story. This story Mm. was pretty straight up. And like you said, the jump scares, I had more jump scares in the trailers before the movie with with Smile and Barbarian than I did uh, with this movie. It's very straight up. And and like I said, that's why it felt like a Stephen King, which obviously Joe Hill, you know, is like that because I feel that way a lot about uh, Stephen King films where it's less about the actual, you know, the villains or what they look like or, or any of those things that make you scared a lot of it's in the performances especially a ton of great kid performances in Stephen King stuff yeah. it more uh, the stories and the driver of those things last with me with King stories rather than maybe like the gore or any of the kills or any of the like the mood or setting that they do uh, so and, and this is I'm a big Stephen King fan so this is not uh but I'm still waiting for that Joe Hill thing that grabs me because I, I didn't like In the Tall Grass, the Netflix movie that uh, was based on his. And I, I haven't seen Lock and Key. I believe <laughs> that's them right? so um, so um <laughs> It's not you know. good. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's successful for them. But, yeah, I, I've heard mixed things. So, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to. I didn't also see Horns either. I don't know. That seems like a movie you guys would watch. I don't even know what that is. Oh, really? the uh, What's his name? Is From that uh, Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe, where like he literally has horns. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, I, I've never seen it, like I said. so, But like those are the things that I know were, were adaptations from Joe Hill's work. So I'm trying to see whether this is obviously going to maybe help him. But I think for how <laughs> the depth of the story, I'd be interested to read the short story to see how good the adaptation actually was. But from what I hear, it's pretty faithful. Mm-hmm. I think
2: that is just uh, the way Stephen King stuff is. I mean, that's just kind of how his stuff is. And maybe his son writes the same way. I don't read either of these things, but it, it just feels like that. Like for me, it, it, the the problems with the movie are, are pretty much what you guys said. But, um, you know, I liked a lot of the shots in the movie. Like I mentioned, I love the opening credits. Um, there's a shot somewhere in the opening half of the movie where uh, the Mexican kid is walking behind in a store. Kind of comes mm. around the corner and you see the guy in the van, but it's kind of blurry in the distance. But you know what's going to happen. Um, right. I really liked that kind of shot and the um, the setting up of the feeling of dread and all that stuff. But then we actually get into the basement and, and, and you're right. It, it does. It kind of loses something. And I understand we just spent, uh, you know, 35 minutes establishing that um, the kid is kind of a wuss. You know, he never wants to be the one that does the thing or, or defend himself, stand up for himself. But man, when you go upstairs and this dude is asleep in the chair in the kitchen, you're not going to open a fucking drawer and get a <laughs> knife
0: and slit this fucker's throat. <laughs> it's, it's right there, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's supposed to be what, how old? 14, 15, somewhere around
2: yeah, there. Like, you know, like, like early team, high school, like, right? Like freshman year in high school type. I mean, uh, it's not like he was supposed to be, like, an elementary school kid, you know? No, for sure. I, I would give more of a pass if that's what we're talking about. But, I, I mean, he's an early teenager. Like, you could have it, – it's – I realize there's no movie. You know what I mean? Like, okay, he gives him a bottle. He, he smashes it and cuts his throat with the glass and walks out. The movie's over in 15 <laughs> minutes. It's like – I get it. There's no movie there. Uh, But, man, like, like, it just seemed like there were a lot of pieces laying around that – basement that he could use to get that get this guy yeah
1: Yeah, and he stabbed him (laughs) he he sliced him with the rocket the rocket flashlight in the beginning of it which he somehow managed to keep (laughs) like the guy the, the grabber didn't be like hey what the fuck did you slice me with let me take that from you
2: right and then of course the kids are calling on the phone and like i just mentioned like none of these kids got out so I kind of like that aspect of it where it's like, okay, this is what I did. And this is up to the point where I almost got out and now you have to keep going. And then the next kid's like, okay, then I did this. Uh, but it's never established. Like did the phone ring for those other kids? Like, so were, was he like the next player of the game, so to speak, whereas right. each kid did something and then then ended at a certain point? Or was he the only one that had the phone ring because he's supernatural like his sister? it's it's never really established and like you guys said it's never established why ethan hawk hears the phone ringing
0: yeah and where are these kids because you know can't they all get on one call and just do it all <laughs> together you know why draw this out you know but what i seriously. mean like what year did like you know the three-way calling at least of any of stars <laughs> have it up a little bit and i think that's what maybe mark house is saying a little bit with the uh, kind of dragging it all out you know mm-hmm. which obviously you're making an hour and 40, hour and 50. This movie could have been a little shorter right? Uh, if it wanted to be, but I think they kind of did some things purposely to, because yeah. it would end up being an hour and 45, hour and 50 or something. Um, and, it, and like I said, you know, as much as I said before, like, okay, you know,
2: it's called the black phone. Let's get to the phone. Uh, it almost feels like the movie almost falls apart when you get to the phone. <laughs>
0: because, yeah, it definitely slows down.
2: Right. We had this great buildup of dread and this guy's kidnapping kids and some great, stage shots and storyline and build up of characters and then we get in the basement and it's it's never scary past that point yeah you had a couple jump scares uh you see like a messed up face kid or whatever but it was never i never felt like disturbed and, and i didn't want uh-huh. this to be uh like hostile or whatever that horrible movie is where the girl from 24 is locked in a cage um <laughs> yeah i didn't need torture porn either yeah it's i didn't i didn't really need my that bag. from it yeah. but just like i said you know why didn't he do this why didn't he do that why like i shouldn't be able to look at i want i wanted to be more afraid of the grabber like i should yeah. be more afraid when he walks in that door every single time i should feel like my stomach should drop you know what i mean i should be like this is this could be the last time we see this character on screen
0: and uh, shout out to that one kid who gives him the combination but didn't know the order of the numbers like you guys remember all this stuff all the details of like before you got killed but you don't remember the the numbers to your combination that you probably used a, a ton of times before you died
2: yeah Come on. i would is somebody else there Can you put someone else on the phone please <laughs> yeah, yeah is like, your mom is there anyone, too
0: did she get one that's
2: helpful available to talk to right now <laughs> let me speak to your manager in the afterlife please <laughs> um, but yeah i mean and it's weird because i liked the movie don't take it right didn't, and didn't dislike the movie but a lot of it is just like like he he starts digging a hole and obviously yeah. the reason for the hole is so at the end of the movie, Ethan Hawke falls in the hole and right. he's able to kill him. But nothing ever came of that. At least when he went through the wall into the fridge, he couldn't get the fridge open. Right. So that makes sense why he wouldn't continue that. Like, why did he stop digging the hole? Did We, we never saw a reason to stop digging the hole. And even well, the kid on the he? phone was like, oh, I didn't get to dig it far enough, but, you know, you might be able to.
0: Right. But again, it's a basement. So what's far enough? Like they were, I think when he first said it, you could dig to the other side of the wall. And I was yeah. like, what? Like, how long are you going to be in that basement? How long do you think you're going to survive? You're going to dig all the way in and out like it, like it's a bad bank heist movie. Right. Like, and, and 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 just I understand what through? you're
2: saying, but I would have liked to have at least seen it not work for him. Yeah. All, all that they showed us was he dug uh, enough of a hole for him to fall in. Right. And then the phone rang and he tried something else instead. Like, like yeah, like, I, would, I would have liked to see him not be able to do it. And now we know why he stopped digging the hole <laughs>
0: like, or or hide in the hole and mm-hmm. then have the guy panic that he did get out and then leave when he gets away. There's a bunch of stuff. But I had one other question because this guy kind of bothered me, too. What would you think of the brother? The dumb <laughs> brother? Oh, God. right. Cause, and that's a callback, too. That's uh, the same guy who played the deputy in Sinister, and they brought him back, you know, same team, all this stuff. But, God, that character was so ridiculous. I liked it in the first uh, part of it where he's yeah. just kind of a doofus who's trying to, you know, insert himself into the case. But then as it went on, I was like, God, this guy's
1: still here. <laughs> yeah, and his, I, I, his revelation scene, which you would you kind of – you see where it's yeah. going when he set it up in, a, in in his first scene when he shows the map. It's like, oh, yeah. he's totally going to figure it out. And I'm waiting for, like, you know, something to happen to show when he figures it out. He just figures it out. <laughs> he does a line of Coke and it's like, oh, there's the answer right there. I'm like, that's it. That was that's the podcasting, guys. I've been on Coke this whole time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly,
2: with the brother, the only thing I liked about all of that was the point where, um, the kid gets upstairs and then ends up walking by what we just saw. And I was like, Oh, the cops were just fucking there, man. Yeah, Fuck. Like that was kind of a cool, like your stomach drops type of moment that this movie needed more of. Cause even though, you know, the grabber has killed, you know, five other kids and now he's got the, um, now he's got Finney down in the basement. I never felt like he was really in that much danger. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> and even though he's he is like, obviously, he's going to kill him. But I never felt like he was really in that much danger. And I think that's just kind of a failure of the script where they don't establish Ethan Hawke's characters as, as being that scary, that evil you know what i mean like i i really wanted to feel more just terrified of him as a character instead of being like this guy's a weirdo or you know he's sitting upstairs with no shirt on and assless chaps waiting for you like (laughs) like i was i mean that's scary don't get it wrong but like like maybe for the wrong reasons i don't know
0: also can we do a little better journalists with the name the grabber can can we work (laughs) a little harder and do on that you know i know it's the late 70s but you know They've had enough serial killers, enough kids have gone missing at this point in this story. Come on, dig a little deeper. You're you're six kids in at this point. You got
2: to have a better name than that. But (laughs) yeah,
0: I'm sure enough frat kids were named the grabber. Let's get a little little creative here. They couldn't figure
2: out who in town owned a black van with
0: black windows, right? Yeah, exactly. And they found balloons at the scene. How is not every like clown magician, whatever being questioned? How are they not in the case?
2: It was the seventies, I guess. I don't think this movie works in the uh, in, in modern times. You know, oh, maybe God, get no. like a no. uh, get on your phone and have a group chat with the ghosts, and you'll be done.
0: Yeah, um, the Black Zoom. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have quite the same ring. Sounds like a you know comic book character.
2: Yeah, and and, and you know that's something I, I said uh, earlier today was that you know maybe if it was set in modern times, you know Finny wouldn't even know how to use a rotary phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah (laughs) you could just be sitting there not even know what does that bell mean why does that bell keep going off (laughs) then he gets killed at the end um so yeah i mean for me it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination it's just there's so much stuff where you're like well why didn't this happen well why didn't this happen why didn't this happen and and if you you just can't think about it too hard if you think about it too hard you're gonna really dislike the movie or start to see the cracks and the seams but we got to score it, guys. We've got to give it a score. Zero to five. Five being the best, zero being the worst. What do you have for the black phone? Our guest, Andrew. I,
0: I think when I first left the theater, I was thinking three and a half. Mm-hmm. I think since then, because we keep having conversations <laughs> like this, I'm down at least another quarter or another half. So I'm, I'm stuck somewhere there. Maybe 3.25 if you allow quarters. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. Sure. Yep, and that's exactly what we're talking about. The more you think about it <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Yeah. And I don't, and,
2: and much like us, where I was, I was kind of comparing it not as a movie, but kind of just the same kind of feeling. I think like the visuals and like the filmmaking involved in us kind of keeps
0: it higher. <laughs> yeah, it's the, so much style that I, I I disagree with you a little bit. I, there are plot hole stuff or whatever, but that there's just moments I can remember because it's. Duck in my head. Yes, yeah. So much. Like, mm.
2: oh, it's uh, a better movie than this. No, no doubt. But I uh, just that yeah. kind of feeling where like you can kind of scratch at the surface, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, well, wait, 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 is there really some guy in the sewer that has to pretend to jerk off every time I'm watching porn? <laughs> like, uh, no right. wonder he wants to kill me with scissors. Uh, Marcellus Reagan zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. What do you have for the black phone?
1: You know, like Andrew, I started off with one score, and then the more that we talked about it, I'm like. ah! I don't know. I don't know. So I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of five. It's it's solid. It's you know, it does what it's it does what it's set out to do. It does its job. But yeah, the more you think about it, it's just going to fall apart.
2: Yeah. And I'm going to agree with both of you. You know, I, I walked out of the theater probably at a four Cause I did enjoy the movie and please, if you're listening to this from the three of us complaining and whining and crying about <laughs> stuff, don't think this is a bad movie because this is the first now I went to the movies three weeks in a row. This is the first time in three weeks. I haven't had an existential crisis while I sit <laughs> in the theater being like, why am I wasting my life? And why am I wasting my time watching these shitty movies? Um, it, so it's, it's a good movie. It's a good movie, but it's not great. And that's the problem. I was, ex- especially based on the hype and the rotten tomato scores, I was expecting greatness. And I didn't get that. Uh, I'm I'm also at a three and a half. So we're all kind of around that same area. Three and a half, three and a quarter. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. You should check it out. But I don't think it's a great movie. And the pieces were there. They just didn't come together right. So that's it. That is our review of The Black Phone. Did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? Hit us up on social media and let us know. But now we've got to wrap it up before we tap it up. And we've got to get some recommendations Andrew, thank you so much for stopping by. Tell us once again where everyone can find Recent Activity Podcast.
0: Yeah, you can get it on any podcast platform. You know, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google, all the good stuff. Uh, So check us out on there. We're also on ForgottenEntertainment.com as we're a part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. And you can find us on social media at Recent Act Pod.
2: Awesome. Any uh, recommendations or anything you guys got coming up you think the listeners should check out?
0: Um, I was surprised that uh, Beavis and Butthead wasn't a complete shit show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if you're if you're a 90s kid like I am, you know, maybe go check that out. If you have Paramount, you know, Paramount Plus. But yeah, my my favorite uh, movie of the year is currently on Apple TV Plus Cha Cha Real Smooth. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know, uh, you know. If you guys get into more like just indie drama stuff or any of you care
1: about. That uh, sounds like even. more of a marcellus type of movie. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. Just, I was just about to say, I didn't know that was available. I will definitely be checking that out.
0: Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, it's from the guy who directed Shit House, which sounds more like a movie maybe Joey would watch. Uh, <laughs> definitely. The, the first one. Um, but yeah, it's an it's an excellent movie. So I would say check that one out. Sure.
2: Shithouse. It's my way or the Hershey Highway. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that was the uh, the after the dots. Yeah, it's the extra. Excellent, yeah.
2: Marcellus Reagans. How about you?
1: Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, shows that uh, or movies that put kids in danger, uh, I would recommend Stranger Things Volume Two. It's coming out this week. Uh, It wraps up uh, everything that happened before, and they're going to be supersized episodes, so hopefully it will stick the landing. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't watched the the beginning of the season, of season four, definitely watch that, get caught up, and uh, get ready for the big finale.
2: Awesome. Well, uh, if you happen to be locked in the basement and you have your (laughs) phone with you, And not a black phone, because you can't do it on that. But if you got your smartphone, you might want to go to sowizardpodcast.com, where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's movie reviews. There's links to all our Patreon and YouTube content on there as well. So check out sowizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash podcast. There are hours of free exclusive content there. Uh, Adam just dropped a couple new reviews of some Amazon Prime stuff that we get screeners for. I've been dropping shorts and other movie reviews on there as well, so check it out. Don't forget our Patreon. If you want to support the show monetarily, you can get extra exclusive content by going to Patreon.com backslash podcast. This month it is the only place to hear our top Kenny Loggins movie songs. We'll be ranking all of those. And mm-hmm. Adam is currently in Disney World, so when he gets back, we will be viewing a video podcast uh, Star Wars talk as he tells us all about Galaxy's Edge while we are seething with jealousy. And speaking of Star Wars, uh, you know, check out Obi-Wan if you can finish that up because that's my friends is what we'll be talking about next week. On the show, and that is going to do it for episode number 412 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host from the recent activity pod, thank you so much for stopping by, Mr. Andrew
0: Morgan. You bet, man. I'm so happy to be here. And the experts, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Riggins.
1: Everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys <laughs> next week. Good journey.